Good morning and welcome. I'm Tom Snape and we're joined this morning by the mayor of the city of Greensburg, Joshua Marsh, for his monthly visit. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Tom, and everybody in WRBI land. And, of course, uh, last night the um, uh, Board of Works uh, met last night and uh, two items that uh, really um, uh, jumped out uh, in particular, a, a record contract uh, regarding uh, junk and abandoned vehicles that uh, Building Commissioner Sarah Hamer uh, brought forth. Yeah, so this was something that has been being worked on in the background for several months as something that continues to come up. We have an ordinance already in place in the city of Greensburg to deal with abandoned, unlicensed, non-mobile vehicles, both on public property, meaning you know public streets and et cetera, and on private property that is visible from public right-of-way. So what we have been dealing with is how do we go from, hey, you need to take care of this, to how do we enforce this ordinance? And part of our solution to that already laid out in the ordinance was to have a wrecker service come and remove those vehicles, sort of like they would um, from the street if it had been there uh, more than 48 hours. But this is also uh, about vehicles that aren't licensed or mobile. So what we've done, we've entered into a contract with two separate wrecker companies uh, in the city that were interested in helping with this problem it does set a cap on the amount of money that they can charge for the tow bill so it's one of those items where residents will be notified that they are in violation of the ordinance by letter from our building and code enforcement and then um, if not corrected then they will be removed uh, through this contract all right, and so with that, uh, we move on to a presentation by uh, Utilities Manager Donna Lecker, uh, approval of the uh, sewer rate study. I know that this is something that uh, is ongoing uh, continually, but uh, um, what do you have as far as that's concerned? Sure, so the city owns and operates both our water and wastewater facilities, and we do rate studies usually every three years to uh, make sure that our rates are keeping up with our demands as far as infrastructure improvements, operations, uh, maintenance, management, extensions, and replacements are the big ones about how do we improve the grid, improve the facilities to best serve our customers. So we did the last rate study in 2016. The last rate increase on wastewater was in 2018. So we are actually several years behind on getting the new one done. And it's time uh, to go through that process again. And the quick version of how this happens is we have Reedy Financial Group, who is our financial consultant. They do a wide view of the utility expenditures, incomes, uh, plans for the future. We lay out a 10-year capital improvement plan. And then kind of look at the next three years, three to four years, and say, okay, here's what we think we're going to need. We obviously build in a little bit of cushion so that if something comes up, then we have the flexibility and the funding availability to fix or edit that item that comes up. So the wastewater utility rate study is was presented to the Board of Works because they oversee the sewer system, and then that was voted to approve and pass along to the council for final rate increase discussions uh, with a unanimous vote. So that's uh, sort of kicking the ball off with that and then the water uh, board will have the same kind of thing in front of them yet this month 
for the water rate increase, which isn't quite as old, which means it doesn't need to be as high because we're not as far behind. All right. And then with that, we move on to the uh, city council meeting. And uh, along those same lines, you have the uh, stormwater utility rate, the uh, second reading of uh, an ordinance on that. And uh, um, that seemed to garner a lot of attention uh, last night. Yeah, and we knew that it would before we walked into the meeting. Um, this is something, again, we've been talking about for a decade or more and finally been able to, um, you know, sort of take the bull by the horns, if you will, and lead the charge on creation of a stormwater utility. We have a lot of, and it's only been, uh, you know, shown even more great need yet this year, but we have a lot of uh, flooding and, and low-lying areas that just need some drainage improvements in the community. And what we had proposed, uh, being the street and engineer and myself and the utilities, uh, to the council was a, a creation of a stormwater utility to work on plans that were designed or you know talked about a decade ago, just put on the shelf and never really done. So we were trying to you know help us move forward a little bit on that by creating a funding source, funding stream and source for that. It would be property based. So it's not a um, user of the utilities um, like you would be like a water meter or a wastewater uh, service, but it's about property parcels. And then the uh, goal was to use $7 a month for each residential property that you have. And so the council felt that that was uh, too steep to raise the funds needed to work on some projects. So they uh, did pass on second reading a $3.50 per month per parcel per residential unit for stormwater um, to get us started. We talked a lot, you mentioned, uh, garnered a lot of discussion. We talked a lot in the meeting about probably the need for more funds to be available to complete these large-scale capital expenditures to improve drainage in different areas. Um, they didn't feel that that was the right number and that $3.50 was still a lot. And so that's what they've done. And we will work through the process of trying to find what that balance is between, uh, you know, some replacement of some inlets and some actual capital projects um, that are ongoing. But it's one of those things where we're going to have to be paying attention, if you will, to cost that are ongoing as far as what the utility can and can't do. And weren't some uh, language updates involved in this as well? Yeah, it was mostly focused on um, the utility uh, area that it's based on. So, you know, certain areas of our wastewater system aren't included in the city limits so we wanted to be sure that they were included because they do have an impact on our stormwater all right and uh, also uh, mark klosterkemper uh, a street commissioner uh, brought forth a uh, something that's uh came to light in the last week and this is uh, regarding a sanitation policy change yeah and again this is something that came up with the discussion and discovery we had some items there were a few instances in town again we do trash pickup in the city of greensburg um, and some of our street department employees were experiencing a tremendous amount of infestation in a few uh, locations in the community with cockroaches and the 
Street Commissioner brought forth a policy that allows us to terminate the the, tra- the trash pickup service or pause it until we can get those matters cleaned up, that the homeowner can get those matters cleaned up. Because what we are experiencing is individuals who are ending up with, you know, bugs in their pockets and then they're taking those home and we just don't want that for our employees. That's not a work environment that they need to be in. But upon review of our trash collection ordinance, we don't have anything that allows us to suspend trash service for that reason. So uh, what Mark had asked for was simply a acknowledgement by the council that this was a problem and that we would work towards finding a solution in the ordinance, but allowing him to go ahead and suspend service um, until that can be officially done because we don't want, you know, the employees to be experiencing that for six to eight weeks um, when it's when it's unacceptable. Now, this is a uh, um, uh, can you clarify this? This is a, a temporary adoption, but uh, you're looking for maybe something um, a little more permanent in the future. Is that correct? Correct. So we're just using this sort of, for lack of better terms, as the stopgap between uh, today and when it when we will get the ordinance updated. The ordinance will take probably two readings because it does have an impact fee uh, with trash service and fines associated with that. So we typically you're required to do two readings of those. So the fastest we could get that done would probably be in October, or I'm sorry, in November. So we're looking between now and then, and we just don't want those employees exposed to that unhealthy work environment um, in that meantime. So this is a temporary policy to put the pause on between now and when the ordinance is officially adopted in its official capacity. And with that, we will uh, take a time out, and we'll be back with more with the Mayor of Greensburg, Joshua Marsh, right after this on The Daily Pod. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let to go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville to go. Big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back. I'm Tom Snape as we continue our monthly conversation with Joshua Marsh, the mayor of the city of Greensburg. And, of course, uh, during your time, uh, you also had some um, some uh, updates to uh, put forth. Uh, in particular, I know that uh, continuing the uh, process, at least for now, the Ready Grant update. And uh, where does that stand at this time? Yeah, sure. So the Ready Grant is the Regional Economic Acceleration and Development Initiative by the state. It's the opportunity for our region to qualify for up to $50 million worth of grant funds from the state of Indiana. And uh, we are partnering with the city of Batesville, Decatur County, Rushville, Rush County, Shelbyville, and Shelby County um, to create the Accelerate Rural Indiana uh, region, which is focused on the I-74 corridor and we actually have a meeting this afternoon because we continue to meet weekly to discuss projects and make sure that our narrative and our plan is the best it can be. HWC, who does a lot of work uh, with the city of Batesville and some work with us at Rushville and Shelbyville as well, are all working towards accomplishing that. So we are at the process point of creating the story that talks about our region, but also identifying those particular projects that we have identified as regionally impactful and then impactful in our communities. So that's where we're at in the process. 
We're getting ready to uh, submit that to the state by the end of this month, and I am hopeful that the state will keep their timeline intact so that we can make great progress in 2022 um, with their announcement before the end of this year. And uh, you mentioned that last night. All I could think of was the fact that the uh, you know the, the deadline extension for the project had been extended by a month, and then that that's where it uh, that's where that con- that comment uh, kind of jumped out at me uh, last night. Yeah, and I they they did that. Um, I think there's a couple different reasons. I think the Accelerate Rural Indiana group, our group, would have been ready to go with it by August 30th. Um, we intended to keep that date, but they told us that there was no value. We didn't get any bonus points, if you will, by keeping the date. So we took the advantage of the time that they're giving to other regions who weren't nearly as organized or as efficient as ours, um, some of which are longstanding regions that just couldn't get their stuff together. And we as a new region, but as community partners that the seven, we call it the seven communities, the three counties and four cities, Um, all are working together so well that we were going to be ready to go by the August 30th date. So I hope that the state will keep that end-of-year deadline so that we can really prepare for what 2022 looks like in all of our communities. And, of course, speaking of uh, 2022, uh, you've got the uh, the budget uh, that's uh, being crafted at this time, and I understand the council's going to be meeting in special session here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we had a um, budget workshop last couple weeks ago now, and then we have another one in a couple weeks. The budget is sort of crafted by me, presented to them at the first budget workshop. We go through, they had some questions. We advertise the budget at as high as it will be um, for our first public hearing or public uh, reading, which was last night. And then we'll have our second budget workshop September 20th. And then that is where we'll kind of get into some more of the nuanced details. And then at the October meeting, uh, they will approve it for the second time. And then that will be the budget for 2022. And um, so far, we're on track to keep everything and make sure that we're making the right investments um, in capital outlays in different areas to improve services. And then, you know, obviously operationally being sure that we have a balanced budget. And, of course, that meeting, that uh, budget hearing will be at, uh, as you mentioned, September 20th at 5.30 p.m., and that will be in the temporary city hall on Ireland Street. And uh, uh, as far as the uh, city hall renovation, uh, you got some uh, some things going on as far as that's concerned uh, that are you know pretty exciting. Yes, today actually is the start of move back for us. We are going to take uh, the next about two weeks to move everything and everyone back. Um, City offices will be closed next week, except for walk-up utility payments. They'll remain open to the public as we transition back into our space over on Washington Street. So we've been here since the middle of January, and uh, we continue to, you know, work and make improvements on the other building. But it's time for us to get back, and um, the September 20th meeting will be our last Board of Works City Council meeting in here. And then um, October's regular scheduled meeting will be back on Washington Street and we'll be back in our home and uh, using the facility to its fullest in in a much uh, healthier, cleaner, uh, energy efficient, brighter way, I guess. All all the things that we've been making improvements to are finally starting to come to fruition. So it's, um, it's exciting to see us start the process to move back. I don't think anybody's terribly excited about the move. If anybody's ever moved homes, uh, you can only imagine what it's like to move 10 departments. So um, it's been quite the process, but we, we've we uh, survived, and I think we're about finished with it. The great part is we are going to have an open house for everybody to come and 
Uh, check out the project September 25th, uh, which is just a couple weeks away, which is hard to believe, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. We will have a ribbon cutting at noon. Uh, we invite everyone to come and join and check it out. We'll have refreshments. We'll talk about the improvements done to the building and uh, how we're going to better utilize the space going forward um, for years and years to come, not only as a city hall, but really as our corporate headquarters as we welcome business and new uh, community members to our community um, through the space. Yeah, so it sounds like uh, you got a got a lot going on, a lot of uh, moving parts, as they say. But uh, so again, that's um, the city hall open house will be September twenty fifth from ten a.m. until one p.m. And uh, of course, uh, you get back to business on October fourth. And uh, sound like a, a lot of exciting things going on, uh, Mr. Mayor. And uh, anything else that uh, you want to put forth uh, before we uh, let you uh, get on with your day? I don't think so. I enjoyed it. Thanks for the time, Tom. Everyone have a fantastic week, and uh, we hope to see you out at some of the community events that are going on yet this fall here in the Tree City. All right. Thank you very much again uh, to uh, Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh for joining us this morning. I'm Tom Snape for The Daily Pod.